Welcome to Bound by Books. I am one of your hosts and contemporary and suspense writer, Danielle Bannister, who also writes under Danny Bannister. And today I'm joined by... <laughs> I'm sci-fi romance author, Tina Moss. <laughs> Hi, Danielle. How are you? And happy NaNoWriMo. <laughs> happy NaNo to, to all of the crazy people who decide to take this challenge on. We give ourselves a month worth of homework is what we're doing. We do. The irony is we're actually recording this on November 1st, the first day of NaNo. It will come out uh, when we're already about a week in, but we're yep. actually yep. the first day of NaNo we're recording on today. Yep. And uh, <laughs> answer me this. Have you um started your count? Yeah. Oh, come on. You know. You know better than this. You know. I haven't so either, though. I haven't either. So this is this is not good to not right. have anything. You know what? Here's, here's what we're going to do, Danielle. By the time this podcast goes live, right. we must have like begun the NaNoWriMo journey. Otherwise, we're a week behind. So we have to at least get something yeah. on the paper by then. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I can't past. I can't write like you. I, I'm not one of those people that can just pull Binge. an all-nighter and just write all the words. No. <laughs> No, so you know, like two thousand words a day—that's about my cap. So <laughs> you know I what? have to get the words done today. <laughs> the irony here is like I'm a former teacher, former professor, and I would always tell my students start early, right? You second you get the project, just start on it so that you're not cramming and you're not pulling the all nighter. And I don't follow my own advice. Like I, I am, I'm the one that's running right up to that deadline within hours to go and. Yeah, I'm that's why I got out of academia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very tricky. So and I guess in case you haven't pieced together what we're talking about today, we, we are talking about the insanity that is NaNoWriMo. It is in full swing from November 1st to November 30th. And Tina, for clarity, if somebody doesn't know what NaNoWriMo is, what is it? Yes, especially if you're new to the to the writing world, it is National November Writers Month. Is that what it stands for? It's, it's National so National Novel Novel Writing, writing month. month. There we go. Right. It just happens to be in was, November, yeah, so it all fits yeah, together beautifully. Yeah. National that's Novel right. Writing Month. Okay, see that that's shows right. you how thirty long I've days been doing this. <laughs> of literary abandon is their yes. tagline. It's, yes, and it's basically to get you to write a, a book or at least you know partway through depending how long your book is in a month it's teaching you right. to write every day develop good habits and hopefully you know get the ball rolling into your writing career or if you're more experienced to to get a project done or words on the page so right right it's pretty cool Fifty thousand words is what they're considering a novel so which, which you works know. for me <laughs> it, it, it works for 30 days I mean, <laughs> to do much more might be a little bit of a stretch but if you're you know writing uh an epic sci-fi or something 50,000 words probably isn't going to technically be a full-length novel for right. you but it might be a really solid first draft and then you could you know add on from there but yeah it's it's more to just sort of teach you daily writing habits and to just you know an entire you know national thing happening at the same time all of it's these kind of fun. It's a lot of community. Yeah. So it and yeah. they have yeah. they have sit-ins. It's it's fun to have like that sense of community where everybody's in in it together and and striving for you know a, a goal together. I I think it's a good thing. It's it's 
It's tough, but it's what, fun. And what do you win? What is the, the pride? The pride. It's win. the pride of finishing. <laughs> well, that's not true. You get a piece of paper that said you did it. In some years, I remember Which you got stickers. I frame. I frame my, my uh, put it up right up on the wall. I'm like, I did it. I oh, did I love it. it. I did the thing. I did I the thing. And, and there was one year that I didn't make it. I was like, like, not very far, like maybe 5,000 words shy, but my hands had like seized oh. up and I couldn't, uh, it was, I was doing too much. And my, my daughter who was like eight at the time made me a certificate that I could oh, frame for the words that I did so get done. Cute. And I totally framed it and I still keep Bless it because, her. you know. So how many have you participated in? And except for the, you know, the one that you didn't technically finish. How That's many a have really, you? really good question. Um, <laughs> I have been participating on and off for probably 11 years I have not participated every year um but I've won all but one that I've the one that I failed um I've so maybe like five or six I have won nice what about you (laughs) no this is funny I think I've only officially participated in one or two and I've never won I've I've never won because First off, no uh, November is a just a brutal time of the year. It is. It's it's it a, is. It's a bad time for me to it personally is. writing like that, and I'm sure for a lot of people as well. Um, and I just learned over time that I am not a daily writer. I'm a binge writer. So if I don't have those binge weeks that fall into NaNoWriMo, then I I've never achieved it. This <laughs> year might be different because this year I am. Sort of, kind of on a deadline doesn't really need it's to be a, done it's by a end great of excuse to combine <laughs> with a deadline. Absolutely, yeah. if you know you've got to focus on something this month and something's got to get done, uh, that's true. my nano project. That's what I'm gonna gonna. So, focus does it on. count if I've done it outside of nano Like, if I've done July Rima, <laughs> they they do have other other times of the year that you can do it you like can do like your own goals and stuff so you can set up your own sort of schedule but for the official NaNoWriMo this particular one it has to be in November because I am confident about the actual work I can write 50,000 words in in three weeks is the fastest I've ever done it so I know I can do that it's the I it's actually the format of NaNoWriMo that doesn't work for me and this might be a good thing to talk about if you're especially if you're a new writer trying to figure out your process a lot of writers will get into the daily habit of writing every day. Yep. And that is something, again, that I would preach to anybody. Yes, it is a really 1, good 1,667 words a day. Awesome. It's awesome <laughs> to do that. Um, a- as we know, I don't practice what I preach. <laughs> and I and I don't write every day. I get into seasons where I am not writing and seasons where I am writing like a mad woman. Um, so I'm, I'm a definitely binge writer. I've kind of like learned that this is my process now and that's, that what, that's what works for me. However, again, especially if you're new, would not recommend. Right. <laughs> right. And, and you don't have to write necessarily daily for NaNoWriMo. They have fun little graphs and charts that if you do, you can kind of see, okay, you're on target, you're not on target. So it's kind of like a motivational sort of thing, but you can, in theory, upload on day 30, all 50,000 words and still win. So it's not like you have to, you know, meet those daily caps in order to win. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a way to find out what type of a writer you are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am a solid, 
6,000 words at a session time. Right. Again, and again, because I think NaNoWriMo also teaches you um, a little bit about the sprints and about how to write like, you know, this many words in this amount of time, let's say 20 minutes at a time, take a break 20 minutes at a time. Again, I'm just not that person. I'm the one who's going to sit down for five, six hours, lay it all out, tell friends and family, um, you know, unless somebody is dead <laughs> or dying, leave me alone not. <laughs> and, and cut out all acts, you know, access to the Internet, all outside activity. And for that amount of time. And I know that I can get five to six thousand words in that time. So right. that's kind of my process. So I know, but I have to have that time to do it. I'm not one who's going to be, you know, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, or even an hour. I know that I want that big chunk of time because I'm going to be right. all in in the so you, uh, you, purple you, real you writing. You cocoon game. yourself and you're just, <laughs> you're, you submerse and yeah, gotcha. That's a good, see, that's a really good way to put it. I am not, I am a submersive writer. Like, that's right. That's, right. <laughs> That's such a nice. You're, you're like L. You're putting yourself in a deprivation <laughs> tank, and you're just doing the thing. I've never, I've never actually tried that. That might actually be really great for me. It, I mean, I, I know that a lot of people talk about um, writers with ADHD. Who I think that would be, it might be a good thing for them, and it might also be the worst thing for them because then there's like it's kind of like meditation almost. There's like this silence, and you're just with your thoughts. In this case, with the right. book, um, but for me, it totally works. And if you know you want to try it out, I would say go for it. Just don't do it super close to a deadline. <laughs> right, right. Well, speaking of deadline, you 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 are actually turning this deadline into your nano um, project. Is is it something you want to? kind of hint at what you're writing or do you want to be like you know what I don't want to tell anybody anything because it may never see the light of day and I don't want to talk about it so <laughs> um so we we can hint a little bit we can't fully reveal but Daniel and I both got selected as an opportunity to kind of offer in a project on an exclusive basis and we can say the app because they haven't they have um launched now it's um it's webtoons and their new yonder app and we pitched a bunch of projects through my company, City Al, and Danielle's project and mine were both selected. So <laughs> now we have to write those projects. <laughs> now we have a project for NaNoWriMo that may or may yes. not have been what we were planning on for NaNoWriMo. Exactly. And may or may not see the light of day. We don't know if they're going right. to actually no, get exactly. acquired. Um, I I do have about 35,000 words of that done, though. So And I need well, about 50,000 had... more. Yeah, I had about 55,000 done. I had like, I had a couple of drafts done. And I knew that whenever I did release this book, this was part of my writing plan to Mm -hmm. to write this book, release it next year, the year after, but it was on the back burner. I knew that it needed at least another 10,000. Now it needs a little bit more. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing that within (laughs) the 50,000, you know, scope. But yep. here's the thing. I've never actually, for NaNoWriMo, worked on an existing project. Ooh. I've always sort of started from scratch. <laughs> so let me let me ask you, have you, because NaNo has sort of these like write-in events and stuff, have you ever mm-hmm. attended a write-in event? Like where, you know, it'll be a local coffee, coffee shop? Coffee shop <laughs> is, is hosting an event and writers will come and sit and write. Have you ever done one of those? <sighs> No, I don't think I've ever done an in-person event. I I haven't either. But I live I live in yeah. in the Willy Wax, so I don't know is there 
I've done writing retreats where I've like written with other writers, but I've never done it for a NaNoWriMo sit in event, though. It could right. be fun. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be fun with the right people, I suppose, and in mm-hmm. the right environment. You know, it all depends on are you one of those people that can write with a lot of noise and a lot of distraction or do you need the bubble? Yeah. So ironically enough, I told this story on um, one of the last podcasts I was on about Stephen King and how he had gotten uh, this desk when he started making money and put it in the office and it, you know, it was all beautiful. Um, and then he never used it because yeah. he missed being in the middle of essentially the living room where once he got out, <laughs> once we got out of the closet and I don't mean that yeah. <laughs> in any way other than writing, right. um, he, he would write in the living room with all the noise around him. And that's kind of how my life is too. I have a, yeah. a lovely office and I do enjoy it and I do enjoy escaping up here. But when I'm writing or when I'm working, I tend to be in the middle of things. I tend to be in the middle of my husband working, my dogs barking, my, you know, the, the TVs in the background. There's there's things constantly going on. I don't need the the physical bubble in that sense. I kind of just need the immersive focusing bubble, essentially, right. where there's there's nothing else that's going to be on my mind except for writing the book. Right, right. What about you? No, I I tend to need quiet. (laughs) Please be quiet. (laughs) Shut up. Somebody walks into the room like, I'm trying to write here. Um, So I tend to, that's why I tend to write first thing in the morning before kids are up or anything. It's just, that's the quietest time. I don't listen to music. I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll have playlists and stuff that I have for inspiration, what I'm listening to throughout the day, because, you know, the ideas are always percolating throughout the day. So I might hear a song and be like, make a note for that for later but when I'm actually writing it's the code of silence (laughs) that's funny that's actually something I I could write I would prefer to write in silence but I absolutely can write if there's background noise if there's a tv going in the background if there's people talking I can't if the talking is very loud Mm. or if there's music I actually I know so many people Yeah. So, even if it's instrumentals, I know so many people use music as a writing tool. Yeah. I cannot write to music. No, I think it's I another can't. part of my brain that like clicks on and tunes in. Yep. Um, yep. that I'm distracts me from writing. Can't do it. Yeah. No, I, I, I can't. I can't either. Um. So I, I know, I know the answer to this question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway because <laughs> I think it's it's beneficial to people <laughs> if they were ever considering to do nano. What do you think the best strategies are? tackling nano like what would you suggest to somebody who was you know what for the first time i'm going to try this in october they're thinking Mm -hmm. okay i think i'm going to do nano this year what would you advise them to do that's a really good question i think it depends where you are in your writing career if you kind of know yourself and your process you know how you're going to best set up nano if you're newer or you've never done this kind of you know marathon writing before my biggest thing would be to suggest a kind of schedule that is rigid yet flexible. So what I mean by that is if you can set a certain time per day that you know this is my nano writing time and keep it, great. But let's say, you know, that's 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Let's just just give it a random time. But then at 8 a.m., all of a sudden something happens and you got to run out of the house, right? So make sure that you still have like a backup plan within your schedule. So yes, you set this time per day. This is the time I'm going to write. But if I can't, or if I need to change it, here's maybe another slot where I can do. And I know that's much harder for 
writers, right. especially with you have busy families and kids and, and right. things going on in their life. But that's a good way to kind of get into the habit of making it a part of your schedule. You know, so many things in our day we schedule anyway. If you can schedule yep. a set time, um, that will help you kind of keep that that daily habit again. Yeah. And so, also remind remembering that, that Thanksgiving falls in yes. this 30 days. So if you celebrate Thanksgiving, there's the day gone. If you travel, whatever, if you're, you know, you've got to think about that's a day gone or you're going to wake up super early and, you know, so it's, I think the more, the more planning ahead that you can do. And if you have an idea for your mm -hmm. story, jot down some ideas, you know, some plot points that, that you want so that when you get to that like middle part of your story where things tend to stall, you know where you need to go. And yeah. you're not just sitting there staring at the screen, wasting precious minutes. <laughs> the time is short. Um, so yeah, I would. I know that I'm a, a big outliner, and I like to outline. But I, I would for something like this, not necessarily every single plot point, but like you know what, I want to make sure to include this moment or this scene, and mm -hmm. this is how I want it to end. You know, mm -hmm. just so that you have a direction and you're not feeling so aimless and helpless with. When it right. comes to the black screen. And I mean, I know that we both love our outlines and we're plotters. I wonder if yeah. almost I feel like there is a certain advantage to being a pantser in this situation because mm -hmm. you can kind of like not brain dump, but you know what I mean? Like kind of get the sure. words on the page. And absolutely. that is absolutely. Yeah, so like absolutely. If you're, a, if you're a plotter, right, if you're a person who loves outline and you come into NaNoWriMo without your outline already developed you're going to spend a lot of time doing that, right? Because as a plotter, that's what we do. We spend a lot of time right. on our outlines. Usually right. what I personally do is I like to outline. So I like to kind of have an idea of where the, the big arcs are going, right? The big story arcs. Yeah. But I only outline about six chapters ahead. So I do about five to six chapters of outlining. Yeah. Then I write, write, write. Then I do the next right. five to six chapters. Right, right, right. Because it gives me enough of that flexibility yeah. that if I need to change something, I haven't outlined the entire book. And then no, yeah, abs absolutely. Yeah, I, I tend to do that as well. Like I'll have like the major plot points throughout the whole story, but I, I don't know how I'm getting to those beats mm -hmm. yet. Like I know X, Y, and Z has to happen now because <laughs> that's how stories are told and you need to make sure this happens. But I don't know how that, necessarily is going to get there but it right. helps me i'll refer back to it i'm like what chapter am i writing today <laughs> oh the b character comes in okay you know and yeah you've got something to sort of write toward i think not. sometimes like also plot points or characters can reveal themselves as you're writing yes. so yes. like when i was writing my last book aliens temptation I wasn't expecting to spend as much time um, with these two characters and this one villain that I thought I thought we were going to get to the second part of the book much sooner. But he, he kept like doing all these things and like speaking to me and being like, no, now throw this at them. Now throw that at them. And I was like, oh, yeah. I guess we're going to spend more time okay. here than I yeah. thought. So how is that going to change the rest of it? And I kind of had to process a little bit and, and write it out before I was able to to move on with the story. And right. if I had outlined all of that in full I feel like I would have been very angry with myself right <laughs> or you would have been like you know what no I'm not gonna go down that road I have a plan and you're not part of it and then you don't discover the stuff so I think definitely some flexibility especially during nano yeah it's good but a, a map nearby yeah that idea 
you know, <laughs> not a bad idea. Um, do you, what do you think that uh, most people, when do you think they, most people would drop out of nano? Like they, they're going, they're, they're going hard and then they're like, nope, I'm not making it. <laughs> I would say it happens at two points. One is midway through. One way is, is midway and you're like, okay, this is not working for me. The story's not working. This this process isn't working. Something's not working, right? And either they're going to drop it or they're, they'll fix it and move on. Uh, and the second point is that Thanksgiving holiday. Yep. That rolls yep. around and yep. people, you know, are thinking about other things. Nano falls to the wayside. You've already been like weeks into You're this. You're in a fo- food Ooh. coma the next day and then suddenly <laughs> you're two days behind. <laughs> what about you? What do you think? No, I, I would a hundred percent agree. A hundred percent agree that that middle point for a lot of authors is where I don't know. You know, we've been building so much and building and all these good ideas, but what do I do with them now? Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go somewhere with all of these juicy details, but I don't know what to do now. So, so what would can... your advice be then for somebody who gets to that point and then feels like I don't know what to do? Right? What do you think you would tell well, them? I mean. I, I would I would tell them when you're when you're looking at that that sort of middle point, um, you need to be thinking about what is the next half of this book going to be and how is it going to be different from the first half? If the first half of your book things are going really well for your character, now's when they don't go so great. <laughs> or if it was going bad, now it starts getting better. So you're mm-hmm. kind of trying to sort of do the opposite of of where you started. Um, how does that the story that you started now interact with this place that you're going? How do they cross? And then how are the stakes raised at this middle point? We've gotten here, but mm-hmm. now how do how do we lift it even further? And if you can figure out what those three things are, then I think you have enough momentum to keep going. You could also just go in brackets. Something amazing happens here, <laughs> and then move on. <laughs> seriously seriously you know see this is how this is how I absolutely know that my process is not right for the right everyday nano thing because if I got to that point where it was literally like you know something amazing happens I can't move on I like cannot you're very linear. do it. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. cannot write out of order. I know people who will, who will write yeah. the, the climax or the ending and then go back to the beginning. That would make my head explode. I am a yeah. super linear writer and I will do so much editing in the first part of the book to be perfect. I am an, I'm an edit as you go author. Another thing that, you know, is one of the ones they All say right. not to do, but I have to, <laughs> I, I have to have it good and make yeah. sure it's strong before I can continue on. So that's that's part of that process, too. Um, but you're right. If you are getting to the point where it's the middle and you're not sure if you can just, you know, jump over that and kind of continue writing, you you will get through nano better that or way. jump to the scene that you are looking forward to writing. Like, you know how it's yeah, going to end. Fun. Write that, you know, that's write how it's going to. And then you can sort of then go back and connect the pieces like this is how the roller coaster ride ends. Now, how do I connect the ending to that? place where we're about to go over the edge sometimes sometimes that works but I tend to be linear as well but sometimes if I get really stuck I'll jump a little bit and then it'll be like oh okay that's how they piece see now if you are a linear writer who cannot kind of do that who can't get over and you don't want to give up on nano I would actually suggest taking the day don't write that day 
maybe don't even write for two days. Let your brain kind of sit with where it is. Let it, you know, your subconscious take over and think yeah. about like this, this plot problem or this character development issue, whatever the issue is, yeah. sit on it and then plan if you can to put more words in later. Like if you can give yourself some time on the back end to put in more words, or if you need a, a cushion, I would say write more in the beginning of the month. Yeah. If like yep. you don't have to be restricted to, you know, the right. uh, 2000 words a day or whatever right. it actually is. The number is you can, if you have a day where you're doing more great, if you have a day where you do a little bit less, that's okay. Just try to build it in to do more, especially at the beginning. That way, if you do get stuck, you're kind of, you're giving yourself a couple of days grace. I would also say that, that, that planning and thinking time, you can write those planning and thinking thoughts mm -hmm. down free form and have it count towards your word count goal. Nobody yeah. is going to read over your manuscript and go, well, that's not really part of a novel. It's part of the novel writing process, right? Absolutely. To think and brainstorm stuff. So write down your your brain word vomit and your, your, you know, how things are coming up. Like, I know that I need to work on the middle here, but it's, you know, write that process out. It counts as words. <laughs> it counts. Exactly. It does. I, and I'll give you an example, too. So I, I mentioned Alien Temptation. And after I finished that book that came out in July, I was planning to release the next book in October. But I've kind of been in this funk with the with the next book. Um, with Aliens Hope, I went back and forth because I have a big overarching series. Right. So I I each book is a standalone, but there are certain components that I want to be in each book. And I kept going back and forth as to what I wanted to actually put at this book four point. And if I wanted to wait until book five, or if I wanted to tell a slightly different story, and I, I haven't, I hadn't been able to work that out. I've kind of decided at this point where I want to go, but it took a while for me to get there. It wasn't like an overnight process. I really had to almost go through in my head and, and writing down some notes of like, okay, this is what the book would look like this way. This is what the book would look like this way. And decide, you know, where did I want to be with that? And that that choose took, your own adventure. That took time. Yeah, <laughs> but that process took time. And and again, it's almost like my brainstorming time for me and my my plot, like you know, thinking it all out and outlining it and kind of figuring out where I want to I want to go takes much more time for me than actually writing the book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he, here's an idea for that. That the the idea that you don't use mm -hmm. that could be like a bonus content thing of. This is where it could have gone. Yeah, it's actually going to just be another book because because it's so because the ideas were so in depth. It was literally like which characters Perfect. were going to fit which story better, and is this the right time to do this thing? That's that I kind of like no wasted writing, right? right? There's no <laughs> wasted writing. Even the stuff you think is garbage can be can be either used at something else or it's teaching you something, right? right? So either way, it's not wasted. Even if you never use it, it's teaching you something about writing and a yeah. craft. And... Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Now here's, here's a question talking about craft. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say is the, how quickly does your nano project, like say you, say you finish, mm -hmm. hypothetically you finished, how quickly for you, would you be able to turn your 50,000 words into a manuscript that you're ready to publish? What's your turnaround time? <laughs> oh, wait. That's so bad. I, again, no one should do what I do. I, I'm just going to keep saying this. No one should do what I do. Even experienced writers, you should not do this. Right. 
there so, okay so here I'll, I'll just lay it out for the the thing that you should not do i will brainstorm and i plot for a long ass time i write for a very short amount of time i edit within that time frame and my editor literally is right behind me chapter by chapter editing as i'm writing the story that's how crazy this process is and I could have the writing and editing process done in three to four weeks, no problem, hit publish, Dang. ready to go. That's how wow. crazy that is. But wow. I'm going to I'm gonna lay out a, a possibly controversial statement. 99% of nano projects should not do that. They sh- you should wait. First <laughs> of all, December is not a great time to publish. No. No, there's a lot of holiday stuff going on. There's a yeah. lot of publisher. First of all, traditional publishing closes down um, in terms of like agents, editors, working time. December is just like, especially the second half of December, don't even consider it. Um, and indie kind of goes quiet. Everybody kind of goes quiet in the month of December. So unless you have a, a holiday project that you might want to put out the very, very beginning of December, but that means you're right. putting it around quick and that's not a good idea yeah. either. Don't don't do it. So at the very, very least, you're waiting till January. Now, if you which is when I think a lot of nano projects come out for sure to consider. And that's and that's okay if you I'm again, this is a hot take. So I know I'm going to get some some backlash on it. If you are an experienced writer and you're used to writing and editing quickly and you can turn around a project that quickly and edit it and be fine. January is great. If you are a newer writer and this is your first, second, third book, right? And you're not quite sure of your writing process yet. You're still, you're still figuring out this whole author thing out. Wait, (laughs) don't, don't publish your nano project. Don't quarry your nano project, whatever you're planning to do until you've polished it like you would any other book. And that can take as short or as long as you want it to. But make sure like anything else that it is polished, that you've had some feedback on it. That's not from family and friends who love you and will tell you that you're a master no matter what. Like make sure that it's from people who are beta readers who are going to give you, you know, good, honest feedback or alpha readers, depending on how you want to do it. Critique partners, Um, whoever is in your life that can give you good, honest feedback, take it. Make sure that you have it shine and then do what you're going to (laughs) do. Right, right. Right. Many, many, many a rushed product comes out in December and January, and you're just not going to get the sales that that you could have had if you had just taken a little bit of a breather. I mean, just think about it. The holidays, people are spending money on gifts and stuff. They're not necessarily buying ebooks for themselves or paperbacks. They're focused on other things. This is not the, the time to do it. And after the holidays, people are, you know, in debt because of all the money they've spent. So they're, you know, so just kind of use a little, that's my, my word of caution to you is wait, polish, take your time with it. And I will say, even with the, with the projects that Daniel and I are doing for the, for the deal that I, I spoke about, like we are turning them around quickly, but mind you, we already have words down on the page. Like we already have story. Danielle has 50 something. I have 30 something. So we're already on the way to where we need to be for those projects. Those are not from scratch products. I would, I would not recommend, you know, an 80,000 word project pitching <laughs> when you've written it in a month, it would be hard no. to do. So yeah, right. just, just the only thing about um, the January publishing that might be beneficial is people who get new e-readers for Christmas and they're looking to pack their e-readers. So that's a good time 
and in my opinion, to have like a first in series sale, you know, get together and do some newsletter yeah. swaps. If you're going to have a new release, right. that's cool too, but make sure that you kind of have your marketing in place towards that. Cause January can be a good time depending on how you're doing it. I think um, Kindle unlimited kind of lends itself to a nice yeah. January launches. Um, just make sure that you, you know, you've thought, thought it through. Yeah. Agreed. Huh. I think we might have exhausted the topic of NaNoWriMo, unless there's something else that you're you're itching to to speak about on there. Maybe just Nano, like from a marketing perspective, because that's where my brain oh, goes. Oh yeah, yeah, time, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So how could you use Nano or your your participation in Nano as kind of a right. marketing tool, Daniel? Do you have any thoughts on how you do that? Well, I think that's 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 interesting. I think that it's it's a way I think to. A part of the marketing dilemma that authors have is that we're always trying to like not be buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, but we don't necessarily know what to talk about that's not buy my book, buy my book. <laughs> and Nano is sort of a, a sort of a a middle point for 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 in my mind. It's you're you're talking about something personal that you're doing and your struggles with it, maybe or your you know successes with it, and you could post daily pictures of on day three, day thirteen. <laughs> you know, you could you know make it something comical and people relate to you. And then when the book comes out, they make a oh yeah, I remember when she was writing that for Nano or. You know, right. it's a way to talk about a book that you're not selling yet, mm -hmm. but you're talking about you as a person and marketing, I guess, yourself. And mm -hmm. because people tend to buy from people they like, right? So this right. is like, a, it feels like a, a comfortable way to talk about writing, but not be like salesy. Does that yeah. make sense? <laughs> yeah, it does. And I, I think it's also a really nice way to expand your circle in terms of who you connect with author wise author to author um yeah. if you're both participating in nano it gives you a way to meet other authors absolutely and to you know commiserate with them on the <laughs> challenge that is nano yeah. so it's yeah. it's nice on two fronts it kind of i'm i like networking for authors from an author to author perspective as a part of marketing because a lot of times when we think of marketing we always think of the consumer which is the reader um but it's also really about networking and getting to know your fellow authors and how you can help each other do this whole author life thing right mm -hmm. i think it's really important to have that in your circle so this is yeah. a way especially if you're more introverted or shy you know everybody's doing it this time so you can see somebody on the the nano writer forums or posting on on social media about Nano, yeah. just give them a little comment back and be like, Me too. <laughs> "What are you writing?" Yeah, I mean, this is such a lonely platform to write in that you yeah. know to have somebody else going through it too would be like, "Oh, okay, this isn't so bad. Somebody else is experiencing this. I'm not alone in my banging of of the head. Yep, I can get through this. You know, yeah, absolutely." <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Well, I think that about does it for today. And we wish you all the best in your NaNoWriMo journey. Um, tune in for, to us next week on Bound by Books as we talk all things books. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.